Hey everyone, this is Leticia from Paris and you're listening to Powerful Podcasting Stories, the show that reveals how podcasters, creators and editors around the world do it behind the scenes, behind the microphone. I challenged myself to get at least 100 episodes in 10 days. Are you curious enough to know if I succeeded or not? Well, you'll have to keep listening. Today we're talking about editing with a podcaster who is usually off mic and in the dark, editing the episodes we end up listening. What's their process of making them complete? Let's listen to our guest's powerful story. Hello, my name is Adam Gray. I am originally from Virginia in the USA. My background is in computer science and art, but for the last 15 plus years, I have been teaching English in Taiwan. Are you the host and editor of your own show, or do you simply edit someone else's show? I am one of the hosts and editors of our own show. We do the Middle Age Gaming Podcast. Uh, We're a group of people in our late 30s, early 40s who talk about gaming, video games, philosophy, you know, reviews, any of that sort of thing. I've done audio editing, and most recently I've been doing the video editing. Do you have a background in sound design, journalism, content editing? Like, what's your background? And what got you into podcasting? I do not have any kind of background in sound design or journalism or content editing, nothing like that. My background, as I said before, is in computer science and art. So I've done some programming. I've worked with things like Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop. So that's kind of where I came from. I have a friend, he's another one of the co-hosts on the same show, and he basically came to me one day and he said, hey, you know what, Uh, I think we should do a podcast. I think it'll be a lot of fun. And I agreed, and so we just kind of started to get into it. And of course, at that time, neither of us had any editing experience, so we just kind of took turns, taking a crack at it, and over time, we've kind of expanded so yeah originally it was just maybe audio and then we thought hey you know what streaming is really big into gaming right now so maybe we should start streaming so we started doing that and I've done all the art for the show and then we've started uploading some of our videos and that's where we are today. On what software do you edit the podcasts? Is it effective and fast enough for you? So ever since we started out, we've been recording from our own homes online. And actually, as we've expanded, we've added more hosts and some of them don't even live in the same country as us. So we can't go to a studio and record in person. Because of that, we needed a way to be able to record everybody's audio and edit all the individual tracks at the same time. So what we did is we used a website called Zencaster, and that will allow you, you log in or you can invite people in and it will record everyone's audio individually, which you can then download as separate tracks. So that's what we were originally doing for our audio editing. And then we would import those tracks into Audacity and do all our editing there. Since then, we've started using Descript, which is a program that has basically AI, it goes through your entire audio and turns your audio into text. And what you can then do is you can do things like automatically filter out the erms and the ums and all those. So it makes editing a lot faster. 
But you do need to be a little bit careful because, especially with maybe just my personal accent, I've noticed that sometimes I get cut off at times. And so the AI thinks maybe I'm making a certain sound for, you know, like an um, but in reality, I'm actually transitioning into another word. So it can have some abrupt kind of cuts and stuff like that. So personally, I still prefer, you know, manually doing it in Audacity. I think it creates a cleaner product in the end. And for video editing, I've been using Cyberlink PowerDirector 12. What kind of podcast formats do you edit most? How long are they? How many guests? How much sound design is involved? So when we do our show, we do it live. We were, you know, we're gamers. And so we were thinking, hey, you know, where can we find other gamers? And right now live streaming is huge. So we thought, you know, if we're going to do this podcast, we have to do it on these platforms because that's where our audience is going to be. But it also gave us the opportunity to interact with the audience live while we're recording. So, you know, obviously there's text chat when we're doing that. And we have to keep in mind that, you know, we can't just straight up respond to uh, what people post in text because we're also going to be putting this up as a podcast. So we do kind of have to make sure that we're reading comments that people are putting up, you know, before we respond to them. So that's something we have to keep in mind while we're doing the show. But basically, we're kind of going for a radio show style format. You know, we're having a conversation. We're talking about whatever the today's topic is. And hopefully, you know, people in the audience are going to call in or, you know, text us and we can respond to those in real time. Uh, we've started recently expanding into Clubhouse because that does allow people to actually call in. So that way we can actually get some you know, some of the audience to interact on the show. So yeah, that's uh, hopefully going to take off. We've just recently started that. But uh, yeah, as far as audio editing, we don't do a lot of post editing. So we don't add in music or anything like that. We basically just show you, you know, the podcast is basically just a recording of the show edited for time and for content, you know. So for example, if one of the hosts asks another host a question, in real time, you know, you, need, you sometimes you pause to think. And so we'll, we'll condense those times down. Typically a show, we aim for an hour. Sometimes we go a little bit quicker. So, you know, we might be down as short as 45 minutes. But uh, depending on who the hosts are, we can get a bit chatty. So we've definitely had a few episodes that get closer to an hour and 15 minutes long. But typically if we're editing, if it does last longer than an hour, we'll try to see if we can reduce it to roughly an hour. So that, that's kind of our goal time length. What is the most challenging episode you edited and why? Tell us what happened. The most difficult podcast that I've ever had to edit was a time where we were online, we were using Zencaster, and I forgot to hit the record button. So because of that, I lost maybe the first two and a half to five minutes of audio. And eventually what I ended up doing was I was recording the video. So thankfully we do record the video part, but that was a single, I could only strip a single audio file from that. So what I had to do was go through that audio file and then separate out all the individual voices and try to make some decisions on how I was gonna do that. Because when I edit the audio, I typically try to adjust each individual speaker, you know, slightly to the left or slightly to the right. 
And I do that so that, you know, it feels a little bit more like a conversation, like you're sitting in front of a group of people at a table and, you know, they're, they're sitting on either side. So I do that and I had to go through and figure out, you know, where each individual person was speaking. And when they were speaking over top of each other, I had to make the decision of which person do I put this audio in or do I put it in both? And that got a little bit tricky. So that was probably the most difficult uh, individual podcast I've done. In general, the most difficult thing for me is that when I'm editing, editing multiple tracks in Audacity, I need to take into consideration that if I'm going to delete something from one track, I need to delete it from every track. So that way the timing remains consistent. And there have definitely been a few times where I'll get, you know, a certain length in to somebody talking and the next person comes in way too early or way too late. And I need to think about, you know, I need to go back and, and, and redo just a bunch of stuff just to figure out, you know, how to get my timing back on track. So that, that can be tricky sometimes. Take us briefly through what you, as an editor, receive to what you deliver, like an exported complete interview. Tell us more about your whole editing process. So typically when I edit, I try to edit as soon after the show as possible, just because I have a good idea in my mind of you know what we were talking about, when we were talking about it. So it makes it a little bit faster to go through the entire audio. But even then, I typically just kind of listen through it and just edit as I go. So the first thing that I'll do is I will do use noise reduction. Uh, so I'll take a sample of maybe some dead time and then use that to filter, you know, kind of out all the background noise. And that'll make things a lot quieter. And after I do that, I use a noise gate to get rid of any of the kind of softer sounds. So that should help reduce some of the, the breathing that you have in the background, some of the kind of sounds and, and whatnot. So that kind of cleans it up and that makes it sound pretty smooth early on. And then after I do that, I just kind of listen straight through. I'll listen for the ums and stuff like that. And I'll edit out usually the really long ones. If there are little shorter ones, I sometimes actually leave those in because it does give a more natural cadence to the way people speak. So I'll go through, I'll edit that. And usually what I'll do is I kind of play a lot of it by ear. So I'll go through and, and if there's a pause, I'll delete a little bit. Uh, and then I'll go back and I'll listen to it. And I'm like, okay, does that sound like good timing? Does it sound like they responded too quickly? Does it sound like it was a little bit too long? So I do a lot of that kind of playing by ear as I go along. And the other thing that's really important is to pay attention to your wavelengths. So if you go through and you look at the whole thing and you notice that, you know, everyone's because we're not all recording in one place, we're recording in different places, people's volume might not be consistent so what i'll do is i will use the compressor tool to reduce everyone's kind of volume to whatever the lowest volume was and then i'll use amplify to bring it back up so i'll do that and then go through individually and manually clean it up if you're not the host do you as an editor have the right to remove content from the interview when, when can you remove content? So as host of the show or one of the hosts of the show, when I do editing, you know, I have full rights to do any kind of editing that I want. Typically, we'll leave in as much content as we can, assuming that it all fits within the time constraints. If it goes a little bit long, occasionally we might edit out something 
that you know was kind of a tangent that we went on it wasn't necessarily on topic 100 percent. so uh, that's happened a few times there's also been a few times where we've given incorrect information for example maybe uh there was a release date or something that we got wrong and rather than just leaving that in with the mistake what we end up doing or at least what i will end up doing is just take out that section where, you know, the date itself was specifically mentioned. So sometimes I will edit out incorrect information if it is there. But typically we leave in most of the conversation and even the tangents as long as it's entertaining. So that's kind of uh, the point of judgment right there is does it sound interesting and did it add to the show? Yes, leave it in. Uh, was it misinformation or do I need to take something out because I need to fit a certain time? All right, then I'll go in and, and start editing out things. And finally, share with us some of the tips and tricks that top podcast editors use to make audio sparkle. So if you really want to make your audio sound like you know you're in the room with somebody, I would definitely recommend what I mentioned before of moving the tracks, you know, slightly left or slightly right on the audio. Uh, if you have three people, you know, put one directly in the center, put one slightly left, one slightly right. If you have four, one slightly left, one a little more left, one slightly right, one a little more right. Because it really does add to the immersion of having a conversation with people and the sounds are coming from different locations. So, you know, it might not make a big difference if you're listening on a stereo or on a phone, but if, if you're listening with headphones, it does help with that immersion. So I, I definitely would recommend doing that. Another thing that I do personally, and, and a lot of people will probably disagree with me here, but I know, for instance, I'm the only host still on our show that uses a headset. Everybody else has gotten desk mics. And personally, when editing, I've noticed that I've had the most consistent volume, and that's because the mic is always a set distance away from, you know, my head. Whereas somebody who has a desk mic, you know, if they lean back, the volume goes down. When they lean forward, the volume goes up. So actually, if you get a good headset with a good mic, that can actually, for me, make my editing job a lot easier because I don't have to worry about, you know, undulations in the volume. On terms of the editing itself, I would say get yourself a good mouse. Uh, I use a gaming mouse that has, you know, just a couple extra buttons. But that makes a huge deal because when I'm editing, I can use macros and link them to the buttons, you know, so I can have a cut button, a paste button. I can have, you know, a button that fades in audio or fades out audio or a button that just completely silences audio. And doing that just makes it so much faster because if you're using a keyboard, you know, obviously you can use, you know, quick keys, you know, control Z for undo, control X for cut and paste and that sort of thing. But having them on your mouse just means that, you know, that's one less hand movement because occasionally maybe you do need to put two hands on a keyboard. So if you can put those on the mouse, you never have to move your hands. And that's going to make your editing life so much easier and significantly faster as well. So I would say get yourself a good mouse if you're going to be editing. Thank you so much for being an inspiring guest on my show. And thank you for sharing your process, challenges, tips, and tricks with us. Thank you very much. This has been a lot of fun. And yeah, I really enjoyed my time here. So thanks for having me. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. To know more about your guests, 
You can find all the links in the description below, including a special link. If you're a podcaster and would like to participate as a guest, go ahead and be my guest. This challenge was recorded asynchronously on Rumble Studio. If you too want to create podcasts at scale, try it for free. Well, with this episode, I'm 1% closer to my goal. But have I reached 100? See you in the next episode.